When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. tell us but we don't show prep so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah. No, I just barely make it in <laughs> you know I'm sure you can tell but we don't show <laughs> I mean let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here Me hurricanes, yeah, yeah. You know the name already. It's Mercy. <laughs> it's a six red cane show. Can't forget the name, though. Got jazz, blue vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. We see the six rig champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards, a hurricane that's never still put a damage to the squad. The six rig cane show. The six rig cane show. The six rigs cane show. You know. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. Welcome back to the Six Rings Cane Show on our regular night here, Monday night, as uh, we are joined by the whole crew tonight <coughs> Larry Bluestein, DJ Vish, and myself. Uh, we got a lot of a uh, lot of news coming out on this uh, Monday edition of the Six Rings Canes. Obviously, we'll get to uh, uh, breaking down a little bit of that the uh, the game between the Hurricanes and, and the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, we'll look ahead a little bit to Louisville as well, um, and everything in between. There's a lot. There's a lot of things to talk about. Uh, I know myself and Vish came on post game and talked to you guys a little bit about uh, you know what we thought about the game. Now we've had a couple of days to kind of digest everything that's going on. We've obviously gotten more news as to, um, um, you know, the uh, the issues or I guess what's going to go down now at quarterback now that uh, Emory Williams is is done with the unfortunate injury to his arm. Uh, best wishes to him. I believe he went into surgery today this morning. And so uh, the process begins for him to come back and um, 
and get right because you know it was it was fun. He added you know he added a little bit of a spark to the game, but um, still not the, the the quarterback play that I'm sure Miami fans wanted to see. But nonetheless, protected the football, uh, gave us an opportunity to win down the stretch, and um, you know and then obviously got hurt. So uh, you know that kind of sucks. But uh, Blue, I kind of wanted to start with you. On this on this game, uh, you know, Miami kept it close. Miami kept it tight. They fought hard. That defense is no joke. It's still con- I, I still consider a top five defense in the country, man. What they did, what they were able to do with uh, with Jordan Travis, really try to contain him as much as possible. Uh, they were able to hold down those wide receivers on the outside for the most part. Um, and, and quite frankly, Miami. I mean, I mean, if you look at <laughs> if you look at the uh, the the stats, Miami. Once again, uh, won, won the stats game, right, uh, as far as from total yards on offense, um, you know, on the defensive side of the football, uh, you know, sacking the quarterback, doing a lot of great things. I want to kind of get your take on how you saw this game, you know, once it was all said and done, what your thoughts were on how Miami performed against Florida State. It was a safety. It was a safety. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't even get us started on <laughs> Oh, my God. What is I mean, Jesus. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> You start a freshman quarterback, you start a freshman running back, you start a freshman offensive tackle against the number four team in the nation at their place. And you came out with that type of game. Nothing not to be happy about. I mean, you know, I mean, other than you and you, I was thinking about you when it was that score. I said, geez, Jazz is going to be right uh, with his 21-20 game. Um, But – you got to give them credit. They went out there, they fought. And just like we figured, the energy at the quarterback position, win, lose, or draw, was much better than it's been over the last couple of weeks. You gave, uh, gave away, obviously, experience and maybe a bit more talent. But you got somebody who went in there and wanted to win a game and wanted to play. And I they, everybody rallied around them. He made those plays. Um, you know what? I mean, for as angry as I was last week, um, I'm pleased because I know the future is going to be a whole lot brighter than, you know, it is now. Uh, <clears throat> just look at the year, how this year's passed and, and uh, what has transpired. And, <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited. I think they're going to get some – you got to obviously get a quarterback. I mean, and I listen, I believe I listened to you guys for a minute the other day in your post game. I don't know if it was you or somebody said, if Miami had a quarterback that was kind of relevant, maybe 10 and one. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, they, their offensive input output would be a whole lot better. And we said this last week, their defense was great in all but two games, Vish. So I won't say every game, uh, but <laughs> I don't want to get into that again. Uh, but their defense was stellar the other day. They did a tremendous job on a quarterback that's elusive at all times, and they tracked them down. Um, I got the feeling that that's the last time that Miami's going to lose to FSU for a while. I really do. FSU's changing a lot of faces next year, including a quarterback. And that's where the entire offense revolved around. 
It's not so easy to get a guy like him. And I, I thoroughly feel Miami will get somebody, whether it's through the portal or, you know, fortunate to see somebody emerge. But feel a lot better than I did last week. Blue, before I get to DJ, you, you, you can see the growth, right? You see the growth within this team, regardless of, of what the record says. The record obviously says six and four, but you see that this team is growing. I mean, they're not getting blown out by teams. They're hanging tough. They're fighting back. Um, and like you said, right, you, we're, we're nine and one, you know, nine and one, eight and two, maybe. Let's just yeah. say, yeah. you know, with, with, with a half-decent quarterback the whole season, not just half the season. So, um and you mentioned it, right? Like this, this FSU team is a good football program. Yeah. Let's see that a, a, a team like Miami, starting a bunch of freshmen all over the field, can hang with these transfer portal seniors and, and juniors that they have. You know, these quote unquote, you know, all American guys and, and and whatnot that are playing on the field. You see guys like Damari Brown being able to shut down Keon Coleman for ninety nine percent of that game. I'm gonna keep saying it. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, Jazz. How are you possibly talking about this when clearly the greatest receiver in the history of Western civilization had 24 yards? Could you have 24 yards in a game, Jazz? Yeah, get guaranteed. I'm having. I mean, come on, 24 yards. I mean, how can you dispute that? Yeah, I and I love that you're just adding fuel to that fire, Mitch. I love it. You know? I mean, hopefully people can tell I'm being sarcastic. Jazz went through it last week, and you know what? I, I would say between the two of us, we were pretty spot on with everyone yelling at us last week. So I mean, I mean, whatever, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, truthfully speaking, I mean, you held that that team also blew to to 57 yards of total uh, rushing offense as well. I know that you know Cedric Benson. Had some of his yards, and he's a hell of a running back. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. Uh, I was more impressed with Jameen Well than anybody else in that receiver core. Uh, you know, his ability to – and even him, right? Like, we kind of held him in check a little bit. But, you know, Jordan Travis did his thing. Uh, he was able to complete some really big passes um, at, at crucial times, okay? However, Miami did a really good job. <laughs> of defense. And, and, and on offense – yeah, they're a bit stagnant every once in a while, but you know, Emory made that nice throw in the end zone on that fade route to Jacoby George. He got lucky with the other one; uh, he had to throw it 98 miles an hour. Uh, that was the only way he was going to get it there. He got it there somehow, some way. It, it works, all right. And, and FSU Miami, you get plays like that every once in a while. So uh, I'm not going to complain about that either. But I think what what you showed the most, Blue, and I want to get your take on this is. The maturity, the growth of, of the young kids, but also the uh, the ability for this team to not fold when something didn't go their way, aka that safety, aka you know a, a, a push by a wide receiver to get a first down, whatever it was, right? You you kind of saw this team keep their composure and keep going after it, and I think that that shows a lot for the for for the future of this Miami Hurricane program. And like you said, I. I just don't know with the continued development of this team, you know, it's going to be tough for them to lose next year against a team like FSU, especially when they're losing so many guys. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, I'm man enough to admit that uh, Jacoby George is the dude. <laughs> I didn't, I really said in the spring and rightfully so, because he couldn't catch a cold. He's really emerged. I mean, he's been that go-to guy and I think he's kind of established himself as that guy. And uh, that's a good thing. Uh, because, I mean, you know, that, that was a, a great catch in between two defenders and took it to the house. And, 
You know, you need those type of plays. You know, I mean, I watch every other game where there's tight games and, you know, I mean, you need playmakers. You get those playmakers. You know, like how many games did I watch? It came down to the wire and somebody made a play. You know, and it just shows you how from week to week how things go. Last week, Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma. This year, Oklahoma, this week, Oklahoma State got crushed by UCF. So things change, you know, from week to week. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just, am, I'm at that point where I don't want to be negative anymore because it doesn't help. You know, I left last week's program and I kind of thought about it and I said, you know what? It's not going to help. You know, and things aren't going to change. They, you know, they've got not right now. So you got to go with what you got. And I watched Emory Williams and I saw a kid that really, really wanted to be there. I mean, you know, I mean, he sure he doesn't have this or that, but he was enthusiastic. Um, he, he made plays. He, you know, he had, his completion average wasn't great, but it's FSU. You know, I mean, it's a team that, and like FSU, has beaten everybody this year. So I was, and that's a big game. It's such a, I don't think anybody knows the magnitude of that game. I mean, that's everything. Uh, they had 158 recruits there, <laughs> you know, so it was a, it was a big show out. For, and I'll tell you what, those, those recruits were, I, I bet you those recruits were just as impressed with how Miami played than how, you know, with the win by, by FSU. I think they were. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you got to give it to them. Um, DJ, I, they saw the atmosphere. That was yeah. what I'm saying. And, sure, and sure. they know that I'm, we're coming to Miami or FSU and we're going to be in this atmosphere every year because, you do, You know, I don't think the average person understands, uh, you know. And, yeah, we're not going to say that he's going to win the Heisman Trophy, but you take a look at the freshman quarterback. And he's had two pretty tough starts. He Clemson and FSU, you know, I mean, that's like two of the better teams in the conference. So, yeah, I'm happy for what he did. You know, I mean, I'm sorry he got hurt, non-throwing hands. So, and we'll, we'll, I definitely want to get into the quarterback situation in a bit. But, DJ, I want to kind of get your take on what you were most surprised by in this game. Because, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, the, the, the initial predictions were well 30 something to what was it yours 31 7 i had 35 13 i think i had 30 to 13 until we got that fluky touchdown i'm like they're gonna kick a field goal and i'm about to nail this mother <laughs> that would have been crazy well, when oh. it was tied i said oh boy jazz is gonna <laughs> when it was 27, <laughs> 27 to 13 and every reared back with his eyes closed just chucked it into double coverage i love that was about to hit and george ca- caught it with his yep. eyes closed so yeah yeah but he did <laughs> <laughs> dj you're you're what surprised you the most from this game from from the hurt you know uh, from the miami hurricane side you obviously saw we mentioned already, right? The toughness, the, the the will to be able to stay. And again, it is a rivalry game, so that's also something. But um, just the ability for them to to kind of fight and you know and stay in it, and, and with so many young guys going after so many, you know, going up against so many experienced players on the other side of the ball. What is something that impressed you the most from this game? For, the, from compo- the composure of Emory Williams. Sure, he had a couple of. And by a couple, I mean maybe several questionable throws, but 
I thought his composure in the pocket was really good. Um, I thought, you know, where we were talking about Tyler Van Dyke last week is kind of, you know, kind of overthinking his throws maybe or just throwing it into outer space or whatever. I thought Emery did a good job of just letting the game try to come to him. And I know we kind of covered Emery already, but I was really impressed with the composure that he brought to this game. Um, you know, like like you guys alluded to, this is a big moment, Miami FSU. You know, one of the biggest games in college football, and he was able to, you know, answer the bell in terms of putting a competent effort out at the quarterback position. And you saw other guys um, like Don Chaney, for example, at the running back position, they were able to compliment him really well. And I thought Chaney had some really good runs in the second quarter. And, you know, he, he had a solid day overall on the ground. I think he had over 50 yards rushing, but against an FSU defense that is very talented, you know, I think that's a very good effort. So I was impressed with Emery's composure as well as the complimentary football that kept Miami in the game. Quite frankly, I had Florida State running away with this one and Miami proved me wrong. And I'm happy to say that I was wrong. Don Cheney ran for 85 yards. All right. So. Yeah. Yeah. He had a great he had game. A really good game. I thought, uh, you're right. You know, uh, um, Mark Fletcher's wasn't the best game. And, and I actually want to get into this. I want to start off with you, Vish, on this with regards to the running game. Um, you know, it, it was good, but it could have been better. And you saw, you saw if you looked at the replay or if you saw the highlights of the game, if you went back and looked at some of the YouTube stuff, uh, primarily when Mark Fletcher was in the game. They ran, you know, a lot of people were talking, you know, talking trash. Well, why are they running up the gut? Why do they keep running up the, uh, you know, the center's ass? Why do they keep doing this, that, and the other? If you go back and you look at it, Vish, Mark Fletcher had an opportunity to blow some of the, uh, you know, bust some of those, uh, those runs wide open. He's probably still running now. So for me, it's it's more of a of a vision thing than the play call. The play call was there, the hole was there. The offensive line made that hole, and Miami and Miami missed an opportunity, and Mark Fletcher missed an opportunity. But overall, from a running from 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 a running attack perspective, are you happy with? Or are you satisfied with what you saw from the running game with Miami? Yeah, I'd say overall, I was especially with Cheney. I do think we left a lot of yardage out there, um, and then it turns out we found today that both Allen and, and Parrish were injured and weren't even available. So standard. Uh, yeah, these guys are definitely playing, followed by after the game. Well, actually, um, stuff going on there. So it was just the two backs, and then Cheney did get a little banged up um, at one point in the second half, and he got rolled up on, so he wasn't at full speed. And FSU made some good adjustments there. And, you know, they they just – I mean, the second half, uh, Emery couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with the pass, and so once they realized that, it was – he played really well. I, I think he competed the whole game, but his accuracy, I, it just went – he couldn't hit anything. Um, I think he completed maybe that pass to Jacoby, threw one out to Burchard on like a swing pass, and maybe one other pass in the second. It was bad. And actually, at the half, I was telling Jazz, man, he's really like poised. He's hanging in there. He's playing well. Once he couldn't complete anything, and, and it was really nothing, then they were really able to, to put everyone against the running game, um, and, and that kind of hurt a little bit. Um and but I think overall we open the holes that need to be like you said there are cutback lanes. A lot of those actions, like a lot of these are, are contrary to like the FSU where they had that that nice touchdown run where they they ran the counter and the plays going there, right? A lot of our run plays are option plays. You're running, 
and there's zone read by the running back. And if he doesn't see the hole and cut through it, it's not going to happen. And that's why, if you notice, our running game really took off uh, when when Cheney came in because he's frankly he's got better vision at this I point in his career than Fletcher. Yeah, yeah, and he was seeing those gaps and cutting through them. And that's when the offense really started clicking. And then Emery was thrown well at that point too. He's hitting people, obviously through the touchdown. So we had like that comp. What would have been missing for weeks, which is okay, we can throw and run right now. It was a brief. It was a brief moment in time because the passing game went away again pretty quickly after that. But that was when the offense was really working. And yeah, no, it was set up by Cheney's runs. And and as Blue said, um, you know, we're starting all these freshmen, including you know our right tackle who does not play like a freshman at all. Um, and so really, yeah, no, I mean, it, it was, it was impressive. Obviously like we lost. So, and, and I think we feel a lot better about it because we got a fluky touchdown in the second half. Cause I don't know if we're having all these, man, it was, it was heroic. And we almost pulled it out conversations if their safety wasn't a complete moron. Um, because, it was right. Sometimes yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we, we, you know what? We needed a break because we hadn't gotten one for God knows how long. Like when's the last time all these short yards plays like the last few weeks against NC state, like, you know, when's the last time another team missed a tackle, for example? Like, sometimes you just get breaks and we just haven't had one. So we caught it on that play, and it certainly makes us feel better about the game. But really, the offense come in the second half really bogged down. We got that. They went for that onside kick, which basically put us in field goal range. Right. <laughs> to start the half, we kicked the field goal. And then, Wait, actually, the only other time. Control your control, right? Yeah, the only other time we actually moved the ball was TBD, completed those two passes to Jacoby. I mean to uh to uh to Colby, Colby. I got Jacoby Colby there, but to Colby, um, and then that was the only time we actually like strung together some, some play until uh, other than the the bomb, which again uh, we don't even know what to do with that. Was half of every's passing yards too. It was not. I, I think I think what Blue said in terms of he he competed, he played hard. I thought he played well in the first half. I thought if we had a functional other quarterback, he would have gotten pulled at some point in the second half. It was that bad. Um, and if you think about how much the offense is trying to a functional quarterback, we probably would have started. <laughs> no, that too, that too. But, but, but I would say his first half performance, that wasn't bad. Wasn't that bad. was good enough to be like, that guy could be a starting quarterback right now. In the second sure. half, you saw why they were reluctant to start him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you kind of saw both things there. Um, and look, you could see why they're like, look, we got to try to keep trying, trying TVD out there until it got that bad against NC state. Cause they're, I mean, he, kudos to the kid he's all heart right but he had to break his arm to get 10 yards literally that was the only way we got a first down in the second half after like the first drive off of the and and the fluky play and that that was what had happened to the offense by then and then tvd immediately picked up two and then he threw an interception because that's what he does and that's why and that's why emory was starting i mean you saw the whole arc there of yeah. like how they didn't have a good answer they got right. the, the freshman in there competing his butt off Having to break his arm to get exactly ten yards, might be like if they called him short, we weren't going to get it. Like they call stands it, we lost blue. Um, he's not backstage either. He dropped. I'm sure he'll be back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And then you saw why they were playing TVD when he threw perfect passes to Colby back shoulder twice in a row. And then you saw why he got benched when he uh, <laughs> threw the pick. It's just like the full arc was there. We saw the whole thing. We saw why like he didn't have a good option. I know. Um, but you know, kudos to Emery for for competing. And you know what? We need to hit the portal. <laughs> we need to hit the portal bad. Let's be right here. I will say this. You know, uh, Losing is never fun, right? And, and Kane's hoops won by six yeah. and sure. avoided a complete freaking disaster, but not good. We have buckets after this. Good. <laughs> um, look, at the end of the day, you know, I, I think that that this is this is a this is a step in the right direction. Um, you know, it's 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 a loss. A loss is a loss, and I'm never happy about a loss. But uh, you know, I'm also you know we we spoke about this a lot at the beginning of the year, right? Let's see how these losses come, how it happens. Are they fighting? Are they giving up? Are they getting crushed? Are they, you know, completely folding? So on and so forth, right? Uh, and you're just not seeing that from this team. And so I think that that's why there's growth. That's why there's – that's why we're sitting here and we're talking about it, um, you know, without without kind of going crazy and knee-jerking so much about, you know, the quarterback and the safety and this and the other. The wires. Like, you know, it is it is what it is now. You know, a lot of people are still going to complain, right? Because, well, that's what we do when we're Miami Hurricanes fans. We complain as much as possible, and we're the most irrational people on earth. And I get it. That's fine. Shout out. I still love all you, all you Kings fans. Um, but I wanted to kind of direct this to to Blue, right? Because, you know, we're talking about Blue, about all these coaches. Oh, the coaching staff this, the coaching staff that. They're not implementing a good game plan. What is uh, Coach Dawson calling there? Why is Cristobal not calling a timeout? Yada, 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 yada. Number one, I'm going to say that I think this was one of the best coach games that they've had all season. Number one, uh, from all sides of the football, special teams, uh, court, uh, you know, uh, offense, defense. Now, was there a lot left to be desired on the offensive side of the ball? Absolutely, but you also saw Dawson dial up some really good game, some really good plays where we just didn't execute, right? And I mentioned that at the beginning, right? I mentioned that last week. I said we're going to have to execute. In order to win this game, we got to execute and execute all the time. And you saw, like, there were some slant, slant plays, slant routes called, and you know, Emery was throwing a, a five-yard slant at you know 187 miles an hour. Uh, he was missing guys. He was, you know, he threw behind X on that in route on third down that X might still be running right now. Uh, he just totally missed. For some sure that X was going to catch it based on the rest of his game, but yeah, apparently, right? <laughs> apparently, so you know, there was some plays like that he missed. Uh, I think Kobe Young on, on a deep route in the beginning of, this, uh, of the of the game. So those are some tiny mistakes where the execution, had it been there, might go for for some yardage. You might get you know you, it, it, this this game the, the 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 outcome might look a little different, and that's just part of it. That's a part of the growth of having freshmen on the team. Uh, but I'm not taking anything away from the coaching staff in this game. I think they actually did a pretty good job, and, and Coach Dawson as well, dialing up some really good plays. What's your take on how this coaching staff performed this week, uh, Blue? Um, are you seeing maybe 
you know, what a lot of people are talking about is the growth from, from the team, but not only from the players, but from the coaching staff, being able to understand who, their personnel as well. Um, from a defensive standpoint, I have no complaints whatsoever. Offensively, you're, you're limited talent wise, your quarterback, a couple of other positions. So I think he's doing what he can do. He's trying to call the plays. If you don't have the talent to execute them, then that's not a coordinator's fault. Sort of like they're putting you in a position to make the plays. And if you can't, that's comes out on execution and talent, I think. But I have no complaints with the coaching staff. I always talk them up, you know, especially like, especially on the offensive side with Tim Harris and then what Beard's done. And certainly what Mirabal's done as an offensive line coach. Um, no, I have no complaints. I just, I just know as they get more talent, these coaches have proven when they have talent that they could do a lot with it. And um, yeah, I, you could dissect every single coach on this staff. And I think that you're going to find some really positive things about what they've done. And, and thanks to somebody like a uh, Jason Taylor, you're picking up kids that you may not have picked. And you look in a classic example, uh, and, and people always ask me, I think the question that is always asked to me, well, do you think of these these um, uh, these recruits are going to switch because Miami lost FSU? Like Duke Johnson told me, he goes, if you're not coming to Miami for the right reasons, then maybe we don't need you. Maybe if you're going to make a decision on one game or two games, um, look at Florida. They lost two big, big, big time kids today or yesterday. Two big time kids, a DN who was a major guy and a uh, defensive back. So it happens. Uh, but those guys probably weren't fully committed. You know, you have guys that are fully committed on Miami's 2024 class that I don't think they shake loose because they know what's coming. They do. So they to do. answer your question, I think the. Coaching staff has done done what they were, you know, supposed to do. It's like they're not going to be really good at one year and then be horrible this, the next. It's just you, you look in Dawson's situation, he had a quarterback that's starting for the Cardinals now. I mean, you know, that's a whole that's a whole different story than what he had to work with here. Um, and and it's just you. You just can do what you can do with the talent that you have. You know, I mean, you know, there's not a lot you're going to get out of a guy who runs a 4-8. I mean, if somebody runs a 4-4 and he runs a 4-8, you're going to get limited stuff out of him. I think that the thing is, is the Restrepo deal has kind of run its course now. I think that they're going to be using a lot, Burchard a lot more, Ray Ray a lot more, Washington a lot more. I mean, you know, I mean, I think he's done a great job and he'll be a good situational player, but I don't think, I think you need speed at that position. And Burchard showed against A&M when he returned to kickoff that he's got that elite speed. And Miami needs to get somebody into the secondary against a Florida State or one of those type of teams that can take it the distance. It's not going to get caught after 12, 15 yards. So, right. And I think that's coming. I think, like you said, Miami's got some talent. Uh, they've got a lot of talent. They're just young. And I think over the next couple of months, uh, as players are added and players leave, 
Uh, I think I think next year you're going to see a big, big change. I think this team will be capable of playing basically with anybody. They just need to have a solid quarterback, and I think their running game is really good. They have a good receiving core. Their offensive line is only going to get stronger. And defensively, I think they have a potential to be one of the best in the ACC. If, if they're not already. I mean, you look at some of the things they do. I mean, obviously you're going to lose Cam Kitchens. You're going to lose a few people from this staff. But I think that you've got guys like, uh, you know, that that are there, but also coming in, like the kid Patterson from Chaminade. There's a kid that could be just like. You can come in and start right away if you ask me. Yeah, but he could be that guy that, you know, maybe James Williams is going to leave after this year too. I mean, you know, I mean, if they have a chance to, they will. But there's nothing you can do about that. It happens every place in the country you just have to be and i'm sure they have their board all stocked out i mean the fans don't know i mean we the fans just could say what they want to say but they're not behind the scenes they're not behind those closed doors they don't understand and listen i'm gonna side with this coaching staff and mario cristobal uh, until they prove me wrong that's all i mean they haven't proved me wrong yeah, and, and just to, to echo what Blue said and to kind of respond to this. So, first of all, 75% is a pretty big number for saying not idiots. Let me just yeah. throw that out there. No, I don't think they're idiots. But, uh, but, uh, no, well, I, I would say – I'm would say i one uh, of them. I do crazy shit all the time. I, I will say not, 70 – not irrational. Have you haven't had to talk me off the ledge a couple times, Bish? I, I will say 75% not idiots is a big number. I mean, maybe put that down a little bit. But, um, no, I think I think we're reactionary and and – to Blue's point, like now it's Dawson's fault, and you know the the blame for the coaches is the way they've recruited the quarterback position. Yeah, but you can't fix that in November. So they were faced with starting the guy who was a better quarterback, but's turning it over way too much, or starting the freshman who's not ready. Y'all wanted the freshman, you got the freshman. Yep. And now you want him to somehow play call into <laughs> this guy being Peyton Manning. Like, I'm sorry, this is – did you watch the Clemson game? That first half against Clemson was a train wreck. And most of the second half, too. We didn't score other than an 80-yard touchdown run for Brashard in that game until halfway through the fourth quarter. You Anyone watching that was like, this kid's not ready. But I get – I totally get what the fans were saying, and I get why the coaches made that move because, look, this guy's turning it over way too much. We cannot survive this. <laughs> We'll give the kid a shot, understanding that they're going to be very limited in what they can do, and he's going to pretty much play like he played, which is very inaccurate, ball all over the place, um, you know, not being able to make a lot of the easier throws, and they're just going to have to live with it because the alternative is this guy is throwing too many interceptions, and frankly, had lost his confidence to the point that he was like way gone. So I get it, but like I don't know what you're doing putting it thoughts, but why did you call the magic play that? Like what? What are we talking about? It's just it's really frustrating when, when we won't admit we we were wrong, right? Or not wrong, just that acknowledge the difficult situation the coaches are in. Because I'm not even saying it was wrong to start Emory. I don't think it was, but no. But look, you were going to get a crap quarterback performance because he's not ready to play yet, and that's what we got. And now you're pointing at the offense coordinator, be like, "How did you not put up 40 points?" It's like, dude, what do you expect them to do here? We try, and also the other thing, Jazz and I, we talked about this on one of our 400 pregames last last week. But like, you had to pretty much play mistake free. We had a ton of drops. X played the worst game of his career, 
not fielding easy punts that he could have fair caught costing his yards, dropped a bunch of passes. Like, you couldn't afford that. A few penalties offensively. Like, the defense was great, but their first touchdown drive, we made so many boneheaded mistakes on James Williams just lining up offsides, gave them yep. a first down. Um, there was another third and long where we didn't line up correctly and no one covered their tie and just swung it out there for 16 yards. Um, and then the touchdown, we contacted like at the five yard line, got carried into the end zone. Like, and look, that the, again, the defense gets no margin for error because the offense is bad. So it's not their fault, obviously. But like, one of the things we said, like, we're going to beat the number four team in the country on the road with a freshman quarterback. Everyone else has to play lights out and everyone else yep. did not. And and then you're pointing at the coaches. Like, if you want to criticize them for not recruiting that position effectively, I'm right there with you. I said that last week. But if you if you're gonna sit there and say, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? Now it's gonna be why is Jakari not playing? Do you think there's a magic solution on this roster and they're just not doing it? Like, if anything, this week I should have ta- told you, like, look, it's gonna be what it is for the rest of this year. And we're get we're getting better, everything's moving in the right direction. We're gonna be a really good team going forward and for years to come. But it's gonna take a while to get there. Just have to have a little patience. And I know our fans aren't great at that, but yeah. No, it's, it's, but it's getting look. It was it was forty three points at home. We lost last year. This team, we lost one by seven on the road this time. That's um, significant progress. And you're seeing. Go ahead, Jess. No, no, no. I was gonna throw it to you, DJ. Go ahead. I was gonna say you're. We are going to have to see player development in real time at some positions, and it's not always going to be pretty, and it's not always going to be what we want. But it's also a necessary step on building a competitive and successful program. We talk about, you know, having players ready at multiple positions, have the ones ready, but also have the twos ready, have have the backups ready to go. If you want to build a successful program, you need to have depth. How do you develop depth in order to be successful? They get reps. So, I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, have a successful program and not give some of the younger guys a shot. And giving the younger guys a shot doesn't always mean that it's going to be, you know, seven receiving touchdowns and 10 passing touchdowns. Sometimes it's going to be a nine for 21 passing performance or things like that. I mean, you know, the blueprint is there, but the development still has a little bit to go. We're almost there, but that development may not always be pretty. And that's the price we may have to pay for, for success down the road. Yeah. And, um, before I, I kind of transition over to the next topic, which kind of leads to, to all of that, uh, you know, just to kind of answer Jeff here on on the Kitchens uh, question, why would Kitchens leave based on his season? In my humble opinion, perhaps another year will benefit him. Remember Perryman playing senior year, and he has been a stud in the NFL. I'll just say this. The, number one, this is the number one reason why uh, Cam Kitchens will go to the NFL this year. He's the number one safety on the draft board. He's going to get drafted in the first round. So that's the number one reason. Um, the number two reason, he's kind of done all he can do at this program from a personal standpoint as far as yeah. the stats and accolades and accolades and all that yep. stuff. I think, um, you know, yeah, could you come back another year and try to win the ACC? Yeah, you're not going to win the national title. So I think that you got you to take all of that into consideration. I think he's a stud now. I think he's going to be a stud in the NFL regardless. Um, and, and quite frankly, the, the same thing applies for Leonard Taylor to to a lesser degree, but he's also now being ranked the number one defensive tackle in, in college football. And potentially, no, he will be a first rounder as well if that's that's how it lines up. So now you're talking about two guys that maybe LT might might uh, 
you know, benefit a little bit more than Cam Kitchens because, you know, you can see some inc- inconsistencies. But you saw he was wreaking havoc in the FSU game as well. He played really well in the game. Um, you know, maybe the numbers didn't show it, but he, you know, was causing a lot of pressure up the middle. Uh, he played really well. He kept getting hurt and he kept coming back and playing well. So, um, you know, those guys and, and, and that kind of stuff, it's kind of hard to, to gauge. Not only that, you're also going to be evaluated on this team by, quite frankly, you know, some of the best NFL um uh, what's it called? The, 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 some of the, the best talent when it comes to uh, evaluation in the NFL. And that's a lot, uh, Alonzo Morning. I almost called him Alonzo Morning. Alonzo Highsmith, <laughs> who um, obviously did this for a long time in the NFL and was able to draft some really good prospects and evaluate some really good prospects. I think that having that in your back pocket there at the University of Miami is going to allow players to make a better decision. Also, you got to take it to, uh, you know, you got to take it to, um, uh, you, you, you got to take into account the the NIL as well. So that's that's another thing for a guy like, like maybe Matt Lee, who you know is one of the best safe, uh, one of the best centers, but you know he may fall to the fifth or sixth round because that's what centers do. It's not necessarily talent wise. It's just centers usually don't get drafted too high. So he's an he's one that might you know might benefit from coming back. So uh, just to kind of answer that as a whole, I think that Cam Kitchens, yeah, at this point, if he doesn't leave, that'd be the biggest surprise of all of college football. Well, well I, I think the other thing there, though, Jazz, is if who we, who are we getting to play quarterback next year? If they feel like there is something to be said about winning big on the college level, if they think the team can take a big step, then maybe. But from a draft grade standpoint, no, there's no not going to improve from number one safety in the draft class. So. But, you know, like Ed Reed and Bryant McKinney came back after winning the Sugar Bowl because they're like, we're going to win the championship next year and I'm not leaving. You know, if they feel like the the quarterback is the biggest question mark on this team and they're going to go into the portal, if they get like a stud where everyone's like, hey, man, I want to be here when this team like is in the playoffs next year. Yeah, if like Michael (laughs) Penn, not him. Yeah, 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 no, if you get get someone to that level where they're like, you know what, like – like I want to play with that. I want to play with that guy as the quarterback because I think we can. Again, remember next year's expanded playoffs. Like they're like we can make the playoffs, and I want to experience that. I mean, this is a team that hasn't been in a bowl game the last couple of years too. And right, you know, this year at least we in a bowl game, but they've never. I mean, Kitch has never played a big bowl game. You know, there's something to be said for that too. That's the only bet in terms of like benefiting him for personal. Nah, Jazz spot on. These guys are going to go high, and they're not going to get higher. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rigs Kane Show. (laughs) You know. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.